Thank you for joining us at the Pastor's Table at Tahlequah United Methodist Church. Let us know that you're here in the comment section, and if you've got questions or comments, feel free to question or comment as well. We would love for you to connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org, where you can worship with us, connect with us, and serve with us. Now let us grow together at the Pastor's Table. Thank you for joining us here at the Pastor's Table. I'm Lead Pastor Matt Franks, and just blessed that you're joining us today. Let us know that you're here in the comment section. Um, let us know um, thoughts that, that may stir up within you as you're listening uh, to our presenter, Dr. Bob Daniel, today, our director of music. Uh, and he even today brought in a, a, a special musician, uh, his wife, Kathy. Uh, they're going to sing for you. Um, Silent Night. That's the hymn that we're going to talk about today as we conclude our sermon series um, uh, looking at Christmas music to center us and bring us home. Uh, And so uh, I invite you to to listen to Kathy and Dr. Bob and then Dr. Bob uh, as he offers up some history and some insights into Silent Night. sung song in all of Christendom uh, at Christmas time, Silent Night. I even heard it sung last last night at a um, uh, high school, junior high school, middle school Christmas concert. So it's it's often done um, at Christmas time and especially in association with Christmas Eve 
um, services, which we will um, uh, we will perhaps do here, but also we'll do it this Sunday. Interesting thing I came upon. Um, if we were in Austria, we would be breaking um, the state rules by singing Silent Night before Christmas Eve. True story. Uh, it was banned. Uh, it became this piece, became uh, a national treasure um, throughout all of Austria and perhaps even Germany. Um, and it was declared that no one should perform in public Silent Night until 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve, December 24th, which was the time, we think, that that song was first sung. Uh, it was not heard before uh, a Christmas Eve service. Now, uh, another interesting fact before I get into the story of the actual first performance was for many years, um, it was thought that, that the two people credited with having written this piece, Joseph Moore, who wrote the text, and also Franz Gruber, who wrote the music, uh, it was often thought that because they were in comparison uh, to the names that I'm going to mention in a minute, they were in comparison relatively unknown people during this time. It was thought for many years that Haydn, Franz Joseph Haydn, or Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, or Ludwig von Beethoven actually had written the piece. Why? All three of those individuals lived uh, in close proximity to the first performance of Silent Night, which, by the way, which was 1818. All of those three, three classical composers lived um, um, in Austria at, at, at approximately the same time. Uh, Mozart had died in, in um, the, the three of them were actually residing more than, uh, than in Salzburg, which is the, the location basically of where Silent Night was first sung. Uh, all three of those classical composers, though, um, lived in Vienna. Mozart had died in 18, uh, or pardon me, 1791. Um, uh, uh, Haydn had died in the early 1800s, and Beethoven was still alive. Um, but all three of those composers uh, residing in Vienna, which of course is a huge center um, uh, for, for music um, and the heritage of music in the, uh, at, at this particular time. So we, we don't think um, um, that that was true, however, now. We now know, and how we found out the manuscript of Silent Night was not discovered until 1995, uh, only a little over what, 20, 25 years ago. Um, and it, it was discovered uh, in uh, Joseph Moore's handwriting, uh, who wrote the text uh, of, of Silent Night. And, and from that, he had actually dated it when, when, it was, when he had written the manuscript. Um, and so we know that Joseph Moore, because of the manuscript of the text, that Joseph Moore had written the text. And of course, later on, later on we found that Franz Gruber 
had written the, the, the music to it. So as we've said in, in many cases with hymns and Christmas carols, there were two individuals that are attributed with the beginning of this piece. Joseph Moore, who was a Roman Catholic priest uh, in a town named uh, Oberndorf, which is a suburb of Salzburg. Uh, and he had, um, he had written the text actually in 1860, two years before we finally heard it. Um, and, and he put it away because he didn't have any immediate need for the text, but he was inspired to write the text two years before it was actually sung. Um, and um, he, on Christmas Eve, as a Roman Catholic priest, was supposed to lead a mass in his church. And uh, he, the stories that you hear, and probably you've heard this story, so I apologize for repeating it, are probably true. Uh, he um, discovered on that eve, Christmas Eve, that the organ uh, in the church was inoperable. Now how it suddenly became inoperable, who knows, um, but it happened. And uh, he tried desperately to fix the organ unsuccessfully. And uh, why would he need the organ? I guess probably because the singers in the choir uh, who the organ would have accompanied were probably unsuccessful to stay on their own parts by themselves. That's a guess. Um, so he needed the organ if he was to have music, including and specifically choir music for that Christmas Eve service. So he panicked. Um, and he had an organist friend who, had, who played on occasions um, for him uh, when he was available at this church um, of Joseph Moore's uh, in Obendorf. Uh, and that organist, who was actually a school teacher, uh, was none other than Franz Gruber. So Franz Gruber was a good friend and a collaborator in music with, with uh, Joseph Moore who had written the text. So Joseph Moore supposedly walked, uh, we don't know if it was through snow or what, but he walked almost two miles from where he was residing in Obendorfer to um, the house, to the home of Franz Gruber in panic and said, here I have a mass in just a couple of hours that I have to present for, for my congregants. And uh, I need your assistance uh, in, in putting together some music uh, for that service. And the text that I'd like for you to write the music to is none other than the text that he had saved for two years, Silent Night, which had not been heard uh, prior. So he took the Silent Night text to Franz Gruber and, and left and Franz Gruber in just a couple of short hours. And it's, it's not harmonically a very difficult thing to write, although we think of that Silent Night as being a brilliant piece. It really wasn't that hard to compose, uh, but he did complete it uh, successfully in just a couple of hours. And, and he and uh, Joseph Moore collaborated uh, and put it together, rehearsed it, uh, and put it into the service uh, for the first time on um, uh, Christmas Eve in 1818. Now, one of the stipulations had to be that 
they couldn't use the organ, obviously. And the choir was to be used in a very limited manner because of the, the unavailability of the organ in the church. So what they decided, so it so happened that Joseph Moore, the librettist, was also a guitarist, played a guitar. And what you've heard about it originally being heard uh, not on organ, not on a keyboard instrument, but rather on guitar is very true. So what they did was they, the two of those individuals, Franz Gruber and Joseph Moore, did it as a duet, as Kathy and I just did it. Uh, but it would have been two male voices rather than one male and one female. Uh, and it's so ended, the, the choir did join the two duetters in the service on the very last two phrases, uh, Christ uh, in himlische Ruhe, Christ in himlische Ruhe, uh, sleep in heavenly peace, or schlaf in himlische Ruhe, um, schlaf in himlische Ruhe, the last two phrases, which are very simple for the choir to do, but they would have repeated and sung those, those two phrases uh, at the conclusion of each verse that Joseph and Franz had sung as a duet. Uh, so it ended up very successfully, uh, and both individuals were very happy with the product. Well, it so happened that after that, um, how did that particular piece gain such incredible popularity? Um, Joseph Moore uh, had a, an organ tuner someone who, who repaired organs, uh, and his name was, um, let me check, Maurer, excuse me for referring to my notes, Carl uh, Maueracher, Maueracher. And uh, he came to repair some months, perhaps years after, perhaps just months after uh, that service. He came to repair the organ, and he happened to come up on this piece and he really liked it. And I, I guess it was before there were such things as copyrights, uh, and he didn't necessarily intentionally try to steal and take credit for it, but he did take a copy of, of this particular piece, and he distributed it to others that he admired, that he thought might be uh, in, impressed and like to use this particular piece in their own venues, um, and that occurred. Uh, and um, it so happens that that the the um, that particular piece in the the original form of it got to uh, a family uh, called the um, uh, Strasser family, and the, the the sources that I read said that the Strasser family in Austria at this time was kind of like the von Trapp family that we associate with sound music. Uh, and there were three or four, pardon me, uh, siblings in that family. And they, uh, their father um, was a seller of chamois cloth um, gloves. And he was distributing, selling those gloves all over Austria. And when he did on occasions, he would take his, his, his family with him and they began to perform that piece, whether it be Christmas Eve or not, in many venues throughout Austria and perhaps even through Germany. 
uh, and it became very well known uh, throughout Austria at least uh, during this time thanks to that family um, who, who were performing it so it was being heard. Um, and finally, not until um, uh, the late uh, 1800s was it finally published. Um, and um, uh, it became better known, obviously, throughout that country after that. Um, so that is the history of, of that particular piece um, uh, that Franz Gruber wrote and Joseph Moore wrote the text for. So all the stories that you hear uh, about Silent Night, Holy Night, are indeed very true. Um, uh, and I hope, hopefully the highlight of having it been being called a national treasure uh, was something you didn't, you didn't know. And also the fact that it was often credited to the three musical giants during this piece, during this time, uh, Haydn, Mozart, and Beethoven. Um, so that is um, the, the history of the hymn Silent Night, which we will sing this Sunday and we'll also sing on Christmas Eve. Um, so um, uh, the most often sung song at Christmas time, uh, uh, worldwide, international, has been translated into many, 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 many different languages. Uh, it was finally, I, mu I must also say, remembering what, what I maybe had forgotten, it was finally translated uh, in, into English. Uh, that particular carol came to the United States through New York City and was translated into English uh, and, and um, yeah, into the, in the late 1800s and has become popular, as you know, in this country as well. So that is the history of a very famous and very important, very important piece. I might also say, uh, as I'm thinking about things that I might have left out again, Oberon, um, uh, Dorf is in an interesting city. Uh, what actually happened with the organ, which I had failed to mention, the organ, it, I read one account that said they thought that maybe rats had gotten into the workings of the organ. Well, that's possible. Uh, I also read an account that, that said that it just died of old age, which is also perhaps popular. But the story that we think probably is the real reason why the organ went bad was uh, Oberndorfer, um, uh, Oberndorfer, the, the city, um, uh, resides, or did reside at this time, uh, as a suburb of Salzburg. And running through Salzburg and also through Oberndorf um, was the, uh, the Salzach, River, S-A-L-Z-A-C-H, the Salzach River. And it often overflowed. And so what actually happened, we think, was, and Oberndorf was, was a city uh, very close, located very close um, to that particular river. And, and Oberndorf often had problems with overflows and with floods. From, from that river. And, and in fact, there was a very, very fatal um, overflow um, many years after Silent Night was written. Uh, and I think the late 1890s uh, of that town, so severe did it take the town that they, they 
uh, it destroyed almost all of the town. And they thought that maybe they would try to reconstruct the town or the city, um, but they finally decided that it was much too costly to do such. They thought they could move it maybe the location of this church which was the St. Nicholas Church in Obendorf. They thought that maybe they could move it a half a mile or so up the river to prevent, but then they decided still that perhaps wouldn't improve the situation. Um, however, I will say two things about that. Uh, today, and I, I happened, had the pleasure many years ago when I was um, unenlightened um, at that time about the history of Silent Night, I was in Salzburg, but I was getting over jet lag. And even if I would have known that Silent Night was created in a town very close to the heart of Salzburg, I probably wouldn't have, uh, even if I had have known, I probably wouldn't have had time or the energy to go. But um, there is a chapel that now is erected um, in, uh, not in Oberndorf, but, but up a ways from Oberndorf, and it's simply called the Silent Night Chapel. And it exists, as I understand, although on my bucket list when I go to Salzburg again, hopefully soon, I'll go and see this little chapel. Uh, you can go on your phones if you wish and actually see a picture of it. It's really lovely. Uh, and and um, uh, it is, there's a service that is performed, I'm sure they have other services, but there's a service that's performed there, and you can guess when the service is performed. Duh, Christmas Eve. Uh, and I, I guess, I, I'm guessing here that the service probably started at five o'clock, because as I've already stated, there was, there was uh, a law in, the, in Austria that no one should perform Silent Night in public. Um, before five o'clock on the 24th. So I'm sure that service would start somewhere thereabouts. And it actually, and I'm gonna try this this Christmas, and I'm not sure it would work this far away from Salzburg, Austria, but that it is actually broadcast on the internet, uh, this service from, from Austria in honor of, of that particular event. So it's become um, quite uh, famous for that region. Um, so if you're ever in Salzburg, um, visit that chapel, you might be interested in it. If you were there on Christmas Eve, it would be very advisable to do so because it would certainly be a momentous event for you to go to that chapel and experience a mass on Christmas Eve with Silent Night being done, I'm sure, in its, uh, as much as possible, its original form as it was originally intended, without organ and probably with a very, very slight a uh, number of uh, contribution, rather, from the choir. So, Silent Night, famous piece, and a lovely piece for us to celebrate Christmas Eve with. Silent Night. I hope you've enjoyed listening today and invite you uh, to join us in worship in person or online Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, you can find us on our uh, YouTube or Facebook pages um, you can also, um, as we prepare uh, for Christmas, one of the services, special services we're offering this year is our Blue Christmas service, and that will be on Tuesday at 6.30. It's a meditative type service. It's very special. Um, it's for those that this season's a little bit of a struggle for, and we'll um, have a time where we can process that and uh, time uh, to just come together uh, and just 
um, be in the spirit of, of Christ in this season, uh, which can and for some is a little bit difficult. And then I want to invite you um, on Christmas Eve um, at 6.30 or 11 o'clock to our Christmas Eve services. Our 6.30 service will be live streamed um, and we'll have child care for that service. Um, and then our 11 o'clock service is our midnight service. It's just beautiful to walk out knowing that when we walk out, um, it's Christmas Day. And so, you know, you can connect with us on our website at TahlequahUMC.org. And then, um, you know, just feel free to reach out. And so, uh, again, I want to thank Dr. Bob and, and Kathy today. Uh, they've done an amazing job. And Dr. Bob's done amazing over these last few weeks of, of sharing uh, his insight and knowledge of music. And it's just been a good time. And you can go back and listen to all these uh, on our website. Or if you subscribe to a podcast app, um, it's also listed on a podcast app under Tahlequah United Methodist Church. Again, thank you for joining us. And may God bless you and keep you. And if anything, remember this, that God loves you, and so do I. Have a good day.